Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to tonight's Shutdown Fullcast, where I must begin this college football discussion by noting a non-college football note. It's now so cold in Georgia tonight, on this very night, that Jason Kirk, college football editor at SBNation.com, is joining us from from where? Uh, not outside. Not cold out- fuck out there. What's not wrong with you? outside. Dogs are outside, ain't they? Not my dog. Oh. <laughs> Maybe your dog. That ain't my business. Cause I my, believe- dog, my dog is from Alabama. My <laughs> dog is not outside. <laughs> it's, gotten, it's officially gotten North Georgia cold. So if you don't hear crickets in the background and other insects and random, random stray dogs of Jason's neighborhood, that's why. Because he's actually broadcasting from inside. Joining us, as always, from perpetually frigid... Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Ryan, oh, oh. Manhattan today, sir. I am in our estimation every offices. week of the year. Yeah, it is. Whatever. Never not frigid. It actually snowed today. So sometimes it's that cold that smells like garbage. The hellish tundra. What do you mean sometimes? When is it not that? When it's too cold to smell. We have things to discuss, and one of them is this: that just before we went on the air tonight. Uh, something really humorous happened, uh, and, and yeah, oh boy, and that would be concerning Wisconsin, which used to have a head coach. Well, now it has an athletic director who <laughs> who's who's interested. fills in as head coach. If if someone were to ask, he might be interested in the position. Who's to say? Yeah, Gary Anderson, uh, who came to Wisconsin. 
uh, a little under two years ago from Utah State, where he did a fine job, announced uh, to his team today, I guess around 4.15, that he was gone. He was leaving. He was going to take the head coaching job somewhere else. Where, where would that somewhere else be, Ryan Nanny? Uh that would be Oregon State. Also, when you say announced to his team, uh, as our Wisconsin blog pointed out, that did not include the assistants at Wisconsin who were already out recruiting. Nope. <laughs> Whoops. Got, got troops in the field. It's like World War One. You can't tell them all at once. <laughs> They're like the yeah those soldiers who are still fighting for Japan in like the 80s. You know that that had to happen to one of them. We'll hear about this in the next couple of days, that there's a recruit who's like, <laughs> like, yo, my coach had to look at my phone to believe what had just happened. Like, this is when you get the veil of adulthood, right? Like, peeled away from your eyes. There's some 17-year-old who's like, oh, man, I thought he knew what was going on. Oh, nope. No, nobody knows what's... It's nobody gonna be has like, their shit together. Like, whatever Wisconsin's, like, celebrate a commit hashtag is, you know, their yes sir or whatever, if it's a uh, big cheese or whatever, <laughs> some, some, assist, <laughs> some assistant coach is going to tweet that out and everyone's going to be like, oh, um, <clears throat> coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, can, uh, you don't have to use that hashtag. You might, might want to turn that kid loose. Yeah, that's because. Uh, I, I meant, uh, I meant, uh, I meant, uh, gnaw a tree. <laughs> no, that's right. We're all gnawing trees now. Because <laughs> that's what cheese does. I mean, beavers. Whatever our mascot is. Here at the, uh, the, in the I love this institution. <laughs> this Best university in the world. This one. Which one? I want to know and track down what coach first came up with the phrase, you know, you don't commit to a coach. You commit to a school. Because <laughs> that man was a genius. That man just set the blueprint for every single, like, you know, admittedly, and I think honestly, salary-hungry, upwardly mobile coach, right? Because you could just say, yeah, I'm just doing this for the money. But no, kid, I'm selling you a school. And even if I go, perhaps in the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, to another school, you're still committed to this great institution. Until, that's what, until that's I'm what gone. love is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Until I'm gone, and then I'm uh, trying to take you with me to USC from Knoxville. You, like, gotta, you got a sick cousin out here, don't you? It's like telling your spouse, you know, you're not committing to me. You're committing to this entire family. You're committing to this marriage. It's you know, different. it's like a video game. If you establish your, your capital here in Madison, you'll be landlocked. you got to be on Corvallis where you can have a navy. Think about that. That's true. They don't have any gems. They don't have any wine to trade. This is like one big game of civilization. Oh, hold on. Corvallis has wine to trade. That's, that's, that's about all they have. They have, <laughs> they have the little grapevine on the video game map, right? Like, they have. Well, Madison certainly has alcohol. I don't know if it's traded. I think it's just gone before it leaves the, <laughs> leaves the campus. It's just, there's just oil derricks. Just <laughs> a water tower that's always empty. A water tower that's always empty. And locals, like, peddling, what, trout? Trout and jams. Trout, jams, and beer. I would like to hear some of the Wisconsin accents say jams. <laughs> there, are not, there are not enough flat A's in the world. Ooh, Ooh, turn on QVC. They've got some nice jams. Is that what an umlaut sounds like? Yeah. Yeah, basically. I, when, when you're in Wisconsin, you think, oh, man, people don't actually talk like that. And they're like, Janice! <laughs> Damn! It's real and spectacular. <laughs> it, 
So, yeah, Wisconsin no longer has a coach. And that coach went to Oregon State, which, by the way, I looked it up. Uh, same assistant salary pool. It's like two point, they each pay their coaches total like $2.3 million outside of the head coach. So it wasn't like Oregon State, you know, oh man, they're going to pay my guys more. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They, can't, they, they won't pay them less, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Wisconsin here, where uh, the two coordinators combined to make less than like four different SEC coordinators made last year. <laughs> yeah, at least. So in the facilities, well, they made a big announcement today that they were improving them prior to Gary Anderson's announcement. There's a bunch of beavers just tearing down trees as we speak. Just just working fiendishly in between, you know, drink, drinking bouts and craft fairs. Because it's Oregon, I just assume. Playing soccer. Yes, playing soccer and, you know, making TIFOs and creating artisanal chocolate. In between all that, there are beavers building new spectacular facilities at Oregon State. But that, that's, like, there is another factor here in the Wisconsin job, which is that um, if you like the micromanaging boss, if you like the, the sort of the boss who's like, you know, let me give that a swing once every couple of years, just to show you how it's done, then maybe Barry Alvarez is your man. Yeah, if, if you want a boss who, uh, a hands-on type, extremely in that uh, as soon as you get tired of him and leave, his hands will be literally on the thing that you were going to be doing. <laughs> this is, my favorite thing about it is that Barry Alvarez really does have to negotiate with Barry if he's going to be the assistant coach, if he's going to be the interim coach for the bowl. Hey, yeah, I think, I think he'll take that seriously. I think he can take on the full job. I think he at least merits an interview, right? Ba- Barry, we should talk to Barry, right? I agree, Barry. Barry talking to Barry like next to the statue of Barry. Hmm. Barry, I see a lot of myself in you. Barry, this is happening again. <laughs> For the second time. Old, old Barry. Barry, Barry, are we Barry I must Quite say, possibly, it's, Barry. it's a treat getting to see a face as handsome as yours again. <laughs> but Barry Alvarez is sort of what we could imagine Steve Spurrier would be like as an athletic director, right? Well, no, because I think Barry Alvarez, like, Shows up at the office. He shows up at the office. Okay, fair. But in terms of the like meddling, constantly questioning, always disappointed in you. Man, Spurrier's going to keep up. If he's an AD, Spurrier's keeping the office hours like a Key West attorney. You know, Friday, (laughs) 3 to (laughs) 5. Steve Steve Spurrier is licensed to practice law in Key West. (laughs) So are we. He won won that in a golf bet. (laughs) All of us. From Mike Mike Leach. Yeah, of course. (laughs) see steve um yeah this is the this is not good for wisconsin on so many levels not just because everybody gets to marvel at how cheap they are despite making that big 10 money but in addition to that uh they'll be the mud they'll they'll be the mud slinging after the fact because remember alvarez kind of did that with bielema too so i'm sure there'll be something about well you know he's trying to bring in all these partial qualifiers that'll just get leaked Handily mm-hmm. to a couple of reporters. Yeah, he's trying to bring in kids who couldn't get into the school. Yeah, he was, he was brandishing a machine gun on campus. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw that. I mean, no he one put, took pictures of it. He put mustard on his scrambled eggs. I don't know if you knew that. He didn't like sausages. <laughs> he, <laughs> didn't like, <laughs> he didn't like sausages enough. <laughs> rubble, 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 rubble. He did like them, just not enough. <laughs> everyone likes them. <laughs> yeah, everyone. That's, that's preposterous. He didn't like cheese. Imagine the treason. 
Oh, man. Spencer for Wisconsin head coach. <laughs> That's the reason I've never been to Madison. <laughs> Can you imagine? It'd be like the, like the, uh, the, the awkward coach intro presser where like mm-hmm. the, the most awkward one i can think of is uh bobby petrino at arkansas him doing the woo pig fingers <laughs> <laughs> like spencer eating the traditional uh ceremonial intro cheese we brought you this cheese soup spencer this is, uh-huh. the same, this is the same hunk of cheddar that barry alvarez himself almost finished eating before taking the job back in the 1990s and henceforth Bielema and then Anderson have each taken a bite of this sacred cheese and you sir you I'm out it's like the I'm sword in the stone if you can if you can pull the rind off this cheese Spencer, Spencer left Wisconsin for the Wake Forest job <laughs> that doesn't make any sense oh oh it does speaking of that gives me a nice segue guess who uh one of the names, one of the many names mentioned in the shotgun blast of speculation following this, uh, guess who one of those names was? Take right it. down the road. It was not just right down the road. We're get, talking- that claw, get that claw fence running. Yeah. Yeah. Badger's got claws. Badger's got claws. That means you need the claw fence. The one and only attack brandished by Dave Clawson, who I did think about this. How would you sell Wisconsin fans on Dave Clawson, current Wake Forest head coach? as the Badgers coach when you put up those rushing numbers. Because remember, I think they rushed for like 100 yards this year. Um, Generously. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a yard of play. We can agree on that. No, it's like a yard of play. I don't, I really think that if you, uh, if we get up the numbers here, you'd be just absolutely hard. Oh, yeah, 127th in the nation with a total of... 479 yards. They were 127. There's 128 like Washington State, like correct, just correct. not running at all. Yes, with one actually they have one more yard. Uh they have one more yard than Washington State does on let's see, 140 more carries. Yeah. These yeah. are gruesome numbers. Oh, hooray sacks. Yeah, so that's that's another person that that was rumored to be attached to the I think job. we can cross him off the list. As I as I said in our prep that in college football... Who, who, who put that name out there? <laughs> uh, that would be Pete Tamil of Sports Illustrated. It's, huh. a, it's, a, fine, it's, it's a fine institution. It's, it's an old newspaper. It's an old newspaper. It's a, it's, a former, it's a former horse racing betting sheet. It's kind of got out of control. Horse, horse Illustrated? Horse, horse Illustrated. <laughs> the... Other names attached to this job, I, in our prep, said that, you know, shit always rolls downhill, and who lives at the bottom of shit hill in college football but Pitt? Because Paul Crist is one of the people who, of course, being the former offensive coordinator there, has also been rumored as a person of interest in this job. Yeah, there's a bunch of the uh, the little uh, offspring of Bielema all throughout. Dave Dorn at NC State, who I, th- I thought that's what you were getting at. I didn't realize someone had floated the claw fence. No, someone had floated the claw fence. <laughs> Just down the road, yes. But still, somebody actually thought that would be a good one. The one I thought made all the sense in the world, even though they're not attached to Michigan, uh, run heavy offense, great defense, and can work with a budget of $45 for an entire year, would be Justin Fuente. Sure, sure. Current Memphis head coach. Yeah, I, I, mean, I want. I, I prefer Paul Chris, not because I think Paul Chris <laughs> is a better option, but because I just, I just want, I just want Paul Chris to not be stuck with Pitt anymore. It seems sad at this point. 
Yeah, that he realized, like, gonna turn it around, gonna, you're never gonna turn it around. Like, like Paul Crist is married to has a partner who has a permanent brain injury rendering, rendering them comatose. And he keeps going to the hospital and, like, reading books and bringing soup. Are you saying? Just are, like, are, are you saying he's like that guy in Lonesome Dove who got kicked in the head by a horse? <laughs> a little bit. And yeah, I and like, like hey, Gus hey, will what? be Barry Alvarez coming up on the horse, like, "Hello, pretty lady." Why don't? Why don't, You know, Paul Chris, you can just you can just let Pitt go. Pitt's 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 basically dead. <laughs> I, I wow! Made, I, I made a promise. <laughs> <laughs> I said I, I said I'd stick by her, Birmingham or no. God, you made this. You put real pathos in this, man. I thought we were. We went down the highway to a joke, and I ended up in a veil of tears. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something funny about Pitt, but no. <laughs> we love you, Spilly. We love you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about your football team. Sorry about the thing that you're into. Sorry about the Terry Shivo Panthers. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> Woo! Boy, <laughs> That is not where I expected to end up in a discussion of pit football, but that's my mistake. That's on you. That's totally on you. That's on me. Other you should have read the label. I know. Other people who got mentioned, by the way, um, who's our sort of tangential, probably like mostly mediocre NFL candidate mentioned with this? Oh, Daryl Bevel. Oh. That's Super Bowl winner, Daryl Bevel, to you. Who's that? He's, uh, He's the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks, who was a quarterback at Wisconsin. Back in the day. Uh-huh. So naturally, any line that can be drawn between him and that job gets him a raise somewhere down the line in the NFL. That, that's what that's actually for. And uh, other names mentioned, uh, just the Sporting News has a, a very entertaining one. Dave Doran, as you mentioned, who, speaking of people who you're like, yeah, they're probably never going to turn that around. That doesn't seem like NC State's going to necessarily go anywhere. It would got be him. awesome. Got it him would... in the Bitcoin bowl, sir. Sir. It would be awesome if David Cutcliffe took this job out of nowhere. Because I think we've all, uh, I think people <laughs> in the know at least agree that the story that was floated that Michigan offered him the job and he turned it down is not strictly true. That said, that rumor being out there and then him being like, yeah, I think I'm going to take this Wisconsin job, that would make me very happy. And then saying, I think this is the best job in the Big Ten. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How can you turn down Madison? Well, how I think your... especially from an academic point of view, this was the best job. <laughs> <laughs> Just as far as overhaul uh, tradition and prestige and uh, <laughs> contributions to the mental world. I will take, a, uh, I will take two, two serious objections and apply them to this sporting news list. One of them is Kirby Smart. Which what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you think Kirby's gonna get a look at that payroll in your facilities and spend more than three seconds after living Kirby's in the top? Kirby's gonna say, "Okay, cool. I'll come hire a bunch of guys who make a third of what I make right now." Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Let me let me see what defensive recruits I'd be working. Ooh, hey, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Though the next name on this list is one that I would adore. If you do not know him. P.J. Fleck at Western Michigan, yeah. certified, <laughs> certified crazy person. 
Hire him tomorrow, have like 19 three-star commits by the end of the day. You'd, yeah. have, you'd have all of the three-star commits in the world. This is the guy who, when he sees the Monopoly board, he's like, ooh, orange. Just gets yes. all the orange. Yes. His answer is yes. Yes. You're a purple property. Yes. Light blue. I'll take it. Gonna build a hotel on Oriental Lap. That's totally what I'm doing. PJ Fleck, who also, of course, dances, takes his shirt off at pep rallies, and has very detailed notions of uh, what the game routine should go like. If you've never seen the video, Row the Boat, you know, we'll include it with this post because you should just watch it. I, I, sometimes I forget that people don't necessarily know exactly how crazy PJ Fleck is. So I hope he gets the Wisconsin job, is what I'm saying. All for it. Moving on. Uh, reader questions before we delve into bowl season because that's where we're at is we're very dangerously close to bowl season uh ryan you got a question from readers you'd like to answer um all right let's let's go with this question from jackson martin who wants to know who hires bob stitt this offseason and how soon am i allowed to shamelessly jump onto their bandwagon i'm throwing this out to you guys because i honestly i honestly don't know i I would like to see. Is the Kentucky offensive coordinator position still open? The Kentucky offensive yeah, coordinator is, yeah. position is still open. Although, All right. I would say this, that if Wisconsin can maybe take a run at Tom Herman, the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Broyles Award winner. Broyles Award winner Tom Herman. If he can somehow get a good solid run, if they can get a good solid run at Tom Herman, then that kind of takes him out of the running for the Houston job, which is super air raid friendly and interesting and would totally be something that I think Bob Stitt could nail. So That'd, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I don't know how much of a fit that is or whether they're not going to get who they want at Houston, but if they whiff on Tom Herman, Bob Stitt is a really interesting name there. And it, as a member of the internet media, it is my job to try to get Bob Stitt a job. Yeah, even though uh, I think all of us have combined to see one of his games. Uh, two, not e- two. Not even. Not even. Yeah, I've seen none, so that averages out to uh, <laughs> two divided by three, whatever that would be. <laughs> Just among this podcast. <laughs> There's not even enough to go around. But yeah, uh, I mean, Colorado State. What would be the worst place? Why in the Bob, world not? What would be the worst place Bob Stitt could end up? Michigan, Wisconsin, <laughs> Michigan. Because he's playing for scoring points. It's frowned upon. That's true. He's fun. He's a nice guy. Uh, likes scoring points. Those are all serious demerits in the eyes of the Michigan search committee. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, he he coaches at a, an engineering school with you know. Very particular academic standards, which do not fit, the, which cannot approach the academic requirements of a Michigan man. <laughs> Engineering, we we dabble in matters of philosophy and and you know and kinesiology for our athletes, but but mostly deep knowledge. Of... Did an engineer write the Decameron? Hmm? <laughs> I don't think so. Can you build a building with the Decameron if you have enough of them? (laughs) Ergo. Ergo. This classics degree is useful. It's going to be my gateway for a sort of lower tier Ivy League degree. Maybe like a Harvard education degree. That's, That's probably where that's leading you. The 
question I would like to answer uh, would be this. A statue of blank in your office would make you bail on your job. I'm, I'm just going to just put this out there. Because I bet there's a statue of Barry Alvarez in your office at Wisconsin. And I bet you can't move it. Not because it's too heavy, but because Barry bolted it to the floor. Well, Barry's, what? it's not that it's bolted. Barry's got like a closet full of them. So you're like, ugh, let me move this out. <laughs> and then in the middle of the night, he puts another one in there. It shows up. Yeah. And it, he says, oh, it looks like the Barry fairy played you a visit. <laughs> the fairy. <laughs> the fairy. You've been a good boy. That's all Barry Alvarez does in retirement is go around putting <laughs> statues of himself. Just sprinkling statues of himself throughout the Midwest. You're like, where is, where is the urn with my mother's ashes and why is this Barry Alvarez statue in its place? Because you've been great. <laughs> Barry Alvarez, <laughs> yep, in your kitchen without you knowing it at 6.45 a.m. The Barry fairy thinks your mother didn't play well in big games. <laughs> That's it. The only person who can't be charged for B&E in Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez. Totally legal. Just walk into anyone's home. Give him a Barry statue. It's, it's wrote, like the, you know, how every culture has its own Santa. Mm-hmm. In, in Wisconsin, it's the Barry fairy. <laughs> wow, I got, a, I got a stocking full of meat products, smokes, and beer. The Barry fairy's been here. But I wanted my dad to come back. No, you didn't. <laughs> if you crack open if you crack open that statue, it's got Canadian lottery tickets in it. Huh? How many interim Rose Bowl wins does your father have, son? <laughs> Not even an appearance, eh? Uh-huh. It uh, sounds like a sounds like he's no dad at all. Michigan calls this guy's number. <laughs> Who is this guy with no Rose Bowl appearances? <laughs> <laughs> your dad's your dad's Ron Zuck. Man, that that actually be we joke about the Michigan opening, which is by the way. Still very much open. As of this recording. <laughs> as of this recording. As of your listening to. Everything as is under listen. control. They know what they're doing, you clearly. Can, you can wait a week and listen to this. It's December yeah, it, 10th. If it's the 17th and you're listening to this, guess what? Michigan still doesn't have a coach. Welcome summer. to the Valentine's Day shutdown forecast. <laughs> they're just looking for the right man. <laughs> we put plate tectonics in charge of this job search it's like a cw show it's like michigan had it all together at work but they couldn't find the right guy at home (laughs) sarah michelle galar is michigan football (laughs) as they play i don't want to wait by paula cole behind her (laughs) uh that would be the funniest choice for me for michigan is if they just took barry alvarez 68 year old barry alvarez go coach our team on an interim basis no 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 give him like a 10-year deal Okay. It's got to be 10 years. Is he still the AD at Wisconsin and yes, conducting yes. his own coaching search? He's allowed He's allowed to commute. He <laughs> might end up coaching both teams. All-time coach, Barry crossing the field. Hold on. Waddle, 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 waddle. Wow. Barry, Barry's got a lot of respect for what Barry's built at Michigan. <laughs> the Barry Alvarez coaching bridge that allows him to jump from sideline to sideline without interfering with the game. Barry Alvarez hands himself this traveling trophy, a bust of Barry Alvarez. I like to call him Barry Alvarez. <laughs> He's coaching all of the teams. It's not Barry. It's not Barry Sumvarez. We're, 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 we're laughing and watch them get Belichick. <laughs> watch Michigan just get Belichick, <laughs> paying him fifteen million dollars. He's more than a coach. He's a humanitarian. <laughs> why is he, Why is he taping Purdue practices? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Why is, why is he paying players? That's a subsidy. 
he's revealing the tape. What they're just sitting around? They're just sitting around talking about how much they don't want to be at Purdue. This is practice. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Beckman's in their parking lot, <laughs> just waiting just, on them. Just sleeping. terrible parking lot. Tim just Beckman. sleeping. <laughs> the uh, the question that you would like to answer, Jason. Uh, this comes to us from Big 12 champ Carter. Congratulations to Carter. Uh, I, I realize the Big 12 has a lot of champs. I didn't realize Carter also was one of them. One um, true champ. Uh, on Twitter, he is the real Seagulls. The question is Art Briles 2016, uh, and my answer would be Northwestern State, SMU, and Rice. Oh, I thought he meant president presidential run. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm just looking at the uh, out-of-conference schedule. Yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, our Prowls lives in Texas. He doesn't recognize your false president. That's <laughs> true. He doesn't even I recognize think our Prowls is the president. He, well, you mean that in the literal sense that he doesn't – if he showed him a picture of Barack Obama, he'd be like, I don't know who this is. He I doesn't play who for, that is. He doesn't play for coach my team. in the Southland Conference. He doesn't play for my team and he doesn't play for your team, so I don't see how this is relevant. Does he know, does he know Rick Perry? <laughs> does he know Ann Richards? Is not, he? No. Is, is this Ann Richards? Is yeah. this Ann Richards at some sort of inappropriate uh, fraternity party? Has he got any kind of uh, got any kind of connections to uh, to uh, LBJ? Because uh, if he doesn't know LBJ, I, I ain't care about him. LBJ, that's the new coach down at uh, Sam Houston State. <laughs> LBJ's my president. Has been, always will be. Tell you what, I'm you know I'm going to ask Ken Starr about this guy. See what he has to say. Long live undead, perpetually shitting LBJ. <laughs> you know what? LBJ grew his hair long once. Everyone learns and grows. Even hair. Even even hair. Yeah. Um, before I like I do, the the, Mc, the McConaughey peeking through in your in your brows. I'm really trying to tap that down, but you know, inside every Texan accent, there's just a McConaughey like <laughs> creeping out. It's not quite hostile enough for brows. You have to be a little louder with brows. And my kids are going to sleep, so I can't really go full brows. You know. Yeah. Like, there's like a, a pissed off for greatness element to it. Yeah. We practiced our ass off. This is a damn fine football team. A damn fine football team. How how many dollars would you pay to hear what he said to the Big 12 commissioner on the field during their little dust-up after Baylor beat Kansas State? <laughs> I'm going to put, a, I'm gonna put, won, a, I'm gonna put a real number on that. several Big 12 like a, titles. Like a real number on that? I'd pay $180. Oh, yeah. I I'd, go I I'd go 500 you go fight. You, 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 I'd go five hundred. Yeah, you don't have yeah, kids. I, I, I would That's pay right. a notice of, I would pay a noticeable amount of money. I'd pay. I'd pay an amount of money that would make like people say, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> if, I just want to hear it because it might have been some kind of Texan phrase that I, like no one really understands the first eight times you hear it. Right? I think that's a gypsy curse. Yeah, it's a Texan <laughs> curse. If you look at the photo, it's it's Bryles is saying something, and Bowlesby's got his hands up. So what that would our, seem to our, line up. What did our Bryles say to uh, Bowlesby? Just thinner. Yeah, something like, I cut you like a dry dick in a fallow plane. What? What? Yeah. Now he's going to die in eight days. <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be awkward if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I should have picked a number that had already passed. Bob, Bob right. Bowlesby killed hey, by a falling what's, anvil. I'm dark as shit tonight. Ryan is on one today. I like it. Let's do this. Let's, let's, get, let's get weird. The, uh, the questions having been answered, and thank you, readers, as always, for your kind submissions. We choose so few, and you submit so many. And for that, we are grateful and also kind of lazy and stingy at the same time. We need to talk about bowls, because uh, that's where we're at. It is, it is time to at least start thinking about bowl season. 
And uh, just looking at the schedule, just for the early innings, uh, these all worked out like on on paper. These all worked out really well. Like this is an awesome looking slate of bowls, and it gets better. Like I don't know what quite what the effect of having you know one more game was. But it seemed to be pretty good because it puts some like really good teams maybe a step down from where they would be normally and sort of like had this downward pressure sort of improving matchups down the line. I don't know whether this is just a fluke, but if you look at the slate of bowls, at least on paper, there are some really awesome matchups. You know, you know what I think it is? I think the expanded bowl slate allowed more movement so that they could quarantine the teams that I really don't want to watch. Like <laughs> Rutgers, Rutgers playing UNC in Detroit is, feels very quarantine Like, Hey, why don't you kids go play over there in that closet where nobody can see you? Can you play on the yard? Yeah. Further? <laughs> further? Yeah, further? I'm out yeah. in the lake. Go play in the lake, kids. That's good. Yeah. I, I can still see you. So keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I think that there are two big things at, at play here, um, and they both kind of go back to there's more oversight this year, like for the post-BCS, New Year's Eve, whatever we want to call them games, like they're actual, a single set of adults in charge of those rather than like every bowl scrambling and like adding a 9-3 and three Virginia Tech or whatever. You know, so there's that for the big games. Virginia and for like, Tech goes 9-3, and three. You, you cad. You, you, you don't seem to recall when this happened a few years ago. <laughs> It was like number 13 Virginia Tech being picked for the Sugar Bowl or whatever. Um, oh, Brady Hoke. There's, <laughs> there's that. And then there's like, you know, uh, several of the conferences just said, we're going to handle all the bowls ourselves. So it's like, you know, the Orange Blazers, those guys don't really matter anymore. Which is great. But, but they're still good. going to games. Oh, there's, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're getting still... free tickets. Remember, you know, we have trouble with credentialing. Meanwhile, somebody from the Liberty Bowl decides to go watch Oregon because uh, scouting and, and gets in and gets oh, fine and gets waved in. You know, not by Oregon, but you know, why like they'll just go watch Oregon at a random game because uh, why not? So why don't we just solve our credentialing problem by starting a bowl? Well, we're working on that. All right. That's going to happen. I'm yeah. only kind of half joking. The, <laughs> talk to Jim Bankoff about it, man. It's crazy. That's uh, seed money is for. But yeah, I, I thought, like, I think there is a quarantine effect, maybe, inadvertently. Uh, I don't think anybody would necessarily do that on purpose. I would. I'd require them. Like, oh, yeah, Rutgers, you're playing in Detroit. I mean, do you want to watch Miami, South Carolina? Play anybody else, or are you happy that they just get to sit by themselves in Shreveport? I think the level of shitty madness between those two teams is just so perfect for each other. Like, I don't want to watch them play anybody else but each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, But but one of these teams is just going to say, fuck it, right? Yeah. Like, one of them is just going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not possibly ruining my knee for the Duck Commander Independence Bowl. Yep, and you, you know, uh, you know I'm put, based on past experience, you know what team that's going to be 100% guaranteed? South Carolina. <laughs> that's going to be selling. Like, because like, Al Gold might get them. Oh, gosh, you got a young team. Things going here. You, no. Yeah. South Carolina, Steve. Uh, Steve's going to be playing some golf. Well, just decided we didn't have anything to play for, and I can't blame us. <laughs> Can we no, sure? actually, I believe, didn't he say he's uh, thrilled to be in the Independence Ball? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Without a hint of... Without a hint of sarcasm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to lose like 38-6. to six. That's how this game is going to go. 
Miami is back. Miami is back. <laughs> the, uh, the, the game that everybody does want to talk about. Used to only be one game on Christmas Eve. There are now two games. The Hawaii Bowl. The, the game you remember, I think combined, by the way, in your life as a college football fan, everybody has watched exactly 12 minutes of the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, and your mom was pissed at you the whole time. <laughs> exactly. You just add up those 30 <laughs> seconds over years. You're like, uh, I got about 12 minutes total. You well, get one, in here. You get in here and you help us make cookies, <laughs> you asshole. Once you, when, you know, once you start working in the business, when you cover college football, you can sort of say, oh, yeah, I got to work. There's a bowl game on. Then you, you, then you get a good nap. Yeah, but you know what? Your family, your, your family doesn't like, even buy. You. Yeah, your family doesn't even buy that. Like they won't. Like I'm like, oh, it's the Hawaii Bowl. My wife's uh, like, no, 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 no. You don't say it's the Hawaii Bowl. You say uh, there's a bowl. No, I can't. My wife knows. They all. Uh, know. Well, that's they're, your they're, problem. Yeah, they they're they're too smart. They know. They're like, oh yeah, the Hawaii Bowl. And the entire family does the we, wanking gesture at the same time. We do a lot of rice. Play the Pro Bowl. We do a lot of rice traffic. It's important. <laughs> Fresno yeah. State. You know, like you, you need to get that. You know, inner inner empire. You need to get that Fresno traffic. It's a huge fan base. But the second game, which actually makes for feasible viewing, because remember the Hawaii Bowl. It's always on at eight p.m. Eight p.m. on Christmas Eve, right? Like that evening when you sit down, nestle in with too much alcohol, turn the lights low, maybe put on some Nat King Cole, and you know, really consider your own mortality. How depressing the middle of winter is, no matter where you are. That's not this bowl. This bowl is the Bahamas Bowl, and it comes on at noon. Yep. Perfect timing. And it is live from a cricket stadium, <laughs> a soccer stadium in the Bahamas. Brought to you by Popeye. Brought to you by Popeye. How, how many people are going to be at this game? Roger Sherman. Roger Sherman. <laughs> Roger Sherman. Be, so attendance is at least one. It's possible that Roger could interview every attendee of the Bahamas Bowl. That's we're, a good idea. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to try to get him to do that. Okay. Um, it's been very entertaining. Roger's very young, and we've been booking things. And at one point, I said, Roger, uh, go ahead and get a hotel. And he goes, man, do I have to pay for that? (laughs) I hope you said yes. I did. I said yes. And he was really panicked for about 30 seconds until I told him he didn't. Well, this is the first time he's gone on the road, isn't it, for something like this? Yes, yes, it's going to be glorious. So let's send, him, let's send him to another country or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's whatever the Bahamas are. Honestly, <laughs> Jason, do you know what the current political standing of the Bahamas are? As far as what? I had to look it up. Like, do they have a government? I think so. Yes, they do. Lando Calrissian won them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> damn it, you checked, you checked Wikipedia too. Oh my gosh. They they are their own country. You know, I had to make sure. I was like, are they still a crown colony? No, they're not a crown colony. Though they are part of the they are part of the Commonwealth. Uh but yes, I, I am totally gonna watch that game. At noon on Christmas Eve when it is still acceptable to shirk your responsibility as a as a family member and watch football on Christmas Eve. I am a little upset that that game did not draw the aforementioned Western Michigan uh, and PJ Fleck to go with it. I know they went with Central. Yeah, which, which you know, maybe they were fire up chips and all that. And it could have been Western v Western. Yeah, yeah. not all the westerns. <laughs> yeah, the western. And, and plus, like, if it's Western versus Western, I know what we're getting. Both teams are going to throw the ball like ninety times each. I have no clue what Central Michigan does this year. I, I don't. I haven't seen a minute of them as far. Yeah, as I know. Let's be let's be honest. Have you watched the Central Michigan game this year, Ryan? No, I have not. I have not watched one Central Michigan game. So, but hey, hey, now we're going to. Now we have to, right? This is my last chance to watch Central Learning Michigan this year. Learning on the fly. 
Oh, but it should be that should actually be entertaining just because Western Kentucky's in it. And they can score like 80 points. Yay. Speaking yeah. of, uh, any other games that catch your eye on the early slate, like building towards Christmas? Uh, I like this Marshall versus Northern Illinois Boca Raton Bowl. Also, another new bowl in a week. Another place. new bowl, but like two two d- pretty good teams that each either of them could conceivably beat. I would say any mediocre to only slightly good Power Five conference team, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like. Mean, I, I think based on uh, how they've played so far this year, I'd say Marshall's better, but just like eyeballing the players. I think I think you know, Mar- Marshall's little. <laughs> they <laughs> Marshall's are a bunch they're, of littler guys. They are very they're very tiny. They're a tiny gifted team, which is why I am the only staff member who picked NIU to win because I just think and and I asked Brian Cook of MGo Blog about this. I was like, "Am I totally crazy? I really think they're going to win." And the quote I got from him was, "NIU will punch them in the dick." <laughs> yeah, because I mean NIU, they're going to run the ball right at you with their running back and their quarterback and all that, and. uh Marshall's little. <laughs> See, that's, there you go. Ex- our expert analysis is Marshall's little. I pick Marshall just because on paper they've been way, way, way better. But I also, I also like this game because it's being played in FAU's football stadium. Yes, which was, brief, which was briefly named after a prison company. <laughs> briefly named after a for-profit prison company. Which remember, if you think that's a valid line of employment, that endorsement lasted like a week before people were like, "Oh God." <laughs> Welcome to Florida. It's a business like any other. No, Florida people, it is not. This is where we have to explain civilization to you again. <laughs> no, it's, that's bad. Don't do it. I, uh, Jason, you see anything else on the uh, the docket? Here's a, here's another brand new game: the Miami Beach Bowl in the Marlins Stadium <laughs> with Ooh. Memphis and BYU. Do you think do you think they're gonna use the the outfield statue for this game? God, I hope so. <laughs> Please. Every time they score a touchdown. Actually, I would Dolphins do it. flipping the fuck Dude, around. I would do it. I would do it for fumbles. Like you fumble on the <laughs> I'm hitting that thing. Just put yeah, do you put put a big like ball in between the dolphins like they're chasing it? <laughs> yeah, why can't we strap football stuff to it, right? Who's and gonna stop us? If it's Memphis and BYU, I put little Lavelle Edwards heads on the dolphins. <laughs> Every time they move, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, BYU, who's had kind of a, like, these are two teams really at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of how the season went. Memphis basically having a dream season. And BYU, uh, who, following the injury to Taysom Hill, their season just imploded. I hope we get a Dontari Poe sighting at this game. Just, like, I would really enjoy that. Be like, look for the biggest man and the biggest human in this stadium. (laughs) There he is! There he is! Run! He's on the dolphin. He's eating the dolphin! He says it's good! He's good! And then the the best part, remember the real winner in this bowl game are the taxpayers of Miami who are still paying for this stadium for the next like 80 years. Even even when you're dead in the afterlife, you have to pay for the stadium. Way to go! Crazy-ass P.J. Fleck, by the way, ended up in uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which I enjoy watching this game because I always forget it happens. Like, I always forget about the former humanitarian bowl, and then suddenly there's a shot of somebody fishing, right? Like, just somebody fishing in the middle of Boise. And I'm like, oh, 
We get to watch a bowl game in Boise of all places. He's, he's going to be turned the fuck up to play on that blue field. <laughs> he's generally turned anyway. Yeah. But he will be he will be an extreme variation of turn. I can see across time. Well, this is the game every year when it really dawns on people that bowl season has struck. Because, like, you know, it comes after, like, the New Mexico Bowl, which is fine and all. And then you look up and you see a giant dancing potato. And you say, okay, okay. okay. I, I my mind is back in bowl season now. Yeah. What do you what What do you think happens to the potato costs in the rest of the year? Do they try to use it at like kids parties and promotional? It, it shows events? up at Boise State games. <laughs> All right. Well, the the, the terrified. So I, I, th- I think he stays. He or she stays busy. Uh, another oddity, by the way, we need to point out uh, of all of these oddities, and there are many in the early slate. On the Camellia Bowl. <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. The Camellia Bowl, which is in beautiful Montgomery, Alabama. I can't, oh, God. I, I, oh, I can't, God. I can't say it with a straight face. <laughs> it's in Montgomery. Montgomery is Birmingham too exciting? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jackson, Mississippi, is too well run? <laughs> Come to Montgomery. Come to Montgomery. Everything's broken. <laughs> we'll we'll fix that. That's that's the. <laughs> That's the motto of Montgomery should be. Welcome to Montgomery. We'll, we'll oh, fix that, y'all. Oh, we're we're going to get around to that. Yeah, we're, we'll get to it. We've got a team that lost the MAC championship by like 30 points and like the fifth plus team in the Sun Belt. Come on down. Come on down. It starts very late. <laughs> it starts just, yeah, this is, this is the game that, you know, by the way, the scheduling, like this is really like, it, it's, it runs like a concert in reverse when you look at how the day runs out because... Pretty good matchups on the 20th. It's like, man, the NOLA Bowl. NOLA Bowl is always kind of entertaining, you know? Uh, then you get the New Mexico Bowl, which is UTEP versus Utah State. Then you get, you know, wow, look, there's actually a Pac-12 team. They're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl at 3.30. And then Boise, a pretty interesting matchup if you're sort of a connoisseur for Western Michigan and Air Force. And then at 9.15 Eastern, 9.15, <laughs> they're, they're like, you'll watch this too, won't you? Please, please watch this. Because you're I awake. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll be watching that. that so this that is, shit uh, is going to end at one a.m. So this is what you tell your family when you watch the Hawaii Bowl. Be like, hey, remember how I didn't watch the Camellia Bowl so I could yeah. spend time doing the kids? You can redeem it later. I just want to point out the Nola Bowl starts at eleven a.m. Yeah. I didn't even know New Orleans was like open at eleven a.m. Which is oh, no, which it's, is what, it's, which it's, is what nine o'clock Nevada time. Has, that, has that means... are like did like has like have people even gone to sleep at eleven a.m.? No, they're they're gonna be turning on the lights in about the middle of the second quarter in a dome. S- somebody's just gonna come out and start making an omelet. Yeah, Whew! yeah, the smell of uh, yeah exotic seafood being fried up for breakfast all throughout the dome. What are you cooking over there? Oh, this is like a pound and a half of now extinct prawns. What do you mean now extinct? These are the last ones. <laughs> These are the last ones. Ooh, they're going to be delicious. They're going to be some? delicious. Uh, I, w- I would point out the, c- the Camellia Bowl it happens in the stadium in Montgomery, which has the best name ever. It's the Crampton Bowl. C-R-A-M-T-O-N. The Crampton Bowl. Historic and beautiful. Historic. And oh, oh man, oh, Jesus. It, it does look like a high school stadium. It's it's an actual college stadium. Yeah, I I I have been to this bowl. Believe it or not. When when did you have an occasion to go to the Crampton Bowl? So I lived in Montgomery for like 
three months, two months in law school. And at one point, a couple of the people I lived with were like, hey, we should like go go find somewhere to like run around, just get some exercise. And being that it's Alabama, your only option is a football stadium. And <laughs> this is where we stumbled upon. It was oh, sad. So you, it was, you, it was you very You christened sad. the Camellia Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Here's what you need to know about the Crampton Bowl. On September 23rd, 1927, the Crampton Bowl became the site of the very first game played under the lights in the South, with Cloverdale taking on Pike Road High School. Former Superintendent D.H. Sarge Carricker remembers fondly, we used dishpans for reflectors and sent to California <laughs> from the lamps. We drew 7,200 people from all over the South to see it. Wow. 7,200 people. Alabama used to play here. <laughs> Alabama lost in this stadium three times. <laughs> and, that, and that's why it's been condemned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's haunted. Gotta burn it down. Should, yeah. should, Gotta should shut down the Camellia Bowl. Can we, can we host a bowl game in it, though? Oh, sure, sure. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's totally acceptable. We, we do all kinds of things in condemned buildings here in Alabama. <laughs> Roll tight. <laughs> all right, we'll stop there.